This week's episode is brought to you by the Coalition Against the Movement for the release of Zack Snyder's Justice League. For three years, fans have been clamoring for the release of the infamous Snyder Cut of the Justice League. (laughs) Hashtag release the Snyder Cut has become a rallying cry, trending multiple times over across the globe. Nerds and casual movie fans have had a common cause behind which they can band together making nerds feel like that much less of a group of outcasts. With a vile HBO Max pumping tens of millions of dollars into finally releasing this version of the movie, which is only going to disappoint fans everywhere and possibly drive a wedge further between hardcore nerd culture and the casual moviegoer, we can no longer stand silent. We are officially lobbying to permanently stop the release of this movie so the lobbyists will continue to have something to lobby for. If we can ensure this movie never sees the light of day, we can continue to harass the movie studios to let the movie have its day in the sun. It makes sense. Trust us. We're nerds. If you want to support this noble cause, visit SnyderCutSucks.com forward slash podcast and sign your name to our petition. By using this custom URL, you'll not only help us out, but you'll also receive a personal thank you from the host of MindGap Podcast for ensuring no one has to be subjected to this movie while continuing to be allowed to demand our rights to see this movie. Thank you, and remember to live long and prosper. Hey, dorks. Just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes, and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Well, look who it is. It's you, our biggest fan. So glad you can make it to this week's episode of Mind Gap Podcast. Justin and I are joined once again by the mighty Rob Ballmeyer, resident DC fan. He dropped by to talk about the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League and discuss the avalanche of DC movies set to hit viewers in the next couple of years. So don your cape. Clean off your bat symbol and hope that all of your Justice League dreams will come true in episode 251 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, everybody. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, everybody. I just decided I'd Whoa, do it again. Oh, I got deja vu. What? I what? got deja vu. Do we do this now? Yeah. Mind Gap Podcast. <laughs> Is this what we- Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, everybody. As, as we just talk over it the whole time, the like whole just the whole, the whole shebang. I take back what I said about this being a professional setting. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're joined tonight by Mind Gap Podcast All Star Rob Robo Ballmeyer is back. Woo! Yes. Love it. I think. Rob might be the all starriest mind gap. All-star. I think he is. We'll have to go. I don't know why. Why are you guys doing? Because this? whenever DC like- brings a movie out, we come. We bring you back to explain it. 
And I what's happening you. with it? You need you need a goat. We need. I, mm, I mean, something a like that. A scapegoat. We need you to explain, like, what is going on. Right. You know what, man? I wish I could tell you what was going on because what was when was the first time I was on the show? Was it promoting what BVS? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it may have been. It has to have been. Yeah. Right. So that was what four years ago now, right? Yeah. Oops. Not in four years. And can you, if four years ago, would you be able to ever Whoa. anticipate any of this shit happening? Don't worry about it, no. Justin. No, <laughs> I'm adjusting on the saying, fly. I was saying, whoa to Bob. That's uh, that's crazy shit. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, whoa. That's why I bring, I bring the, the I break brains. That's what I do. Well, it's like whenever a decent kiss, I think you were so like pumped for it. And then what and was then, the first three times? I think you were you would come on to explain to us why we should not be worried. Mm-hmm. Right. And that then it was, so it was BVS, and then uh, was it Suicide Squad? What I think, yeah, yeah we definitely did Suicide Squad show, and, and then definitely Justice League, and then you basically demanded an apology from DC after that one. <laughs> and then I don't, I think we were trying to bring you back for Wonder Woman, but I don't think that one ever happened. No, well, that didn't happen. I will say it is kind of funny though and serendipitous that if Justice League was my last one, mm-hmm. how it kind of lines up really well with the news that came out recently with uh, the Snyder Cut. Yes. A whole bunch of people have been clamoring for it for a long time. Exactly. So I, before we get into that, I do yes. want to say that it was uh, March 4th. Sorry, March 24th, 2016. It was episode 32, and that was Batman vs. Superman. And it's that was titled Why You Shouldn't Be Worried with Rob Ballmeyer. Oh, a bitch. A few months later, episode 51, the DC Extended Universe with Rob Ballmeyer. Uh, and then it was episode 117. We waited a year to have you back because we were a little salty. <laughs> like, and no. then that was Justice League expectations with Rob Ballmeyer. And uh, what do we have after that? It was 164. And that was 2000, another year. Uh, Rob Ballmeyer needs an apology from DC. <laughs> so it was fourth. And Wait, then number five. Me, hold on a sec. You mean to tell me I came on to defend the Justice League movie before it came out? Three times. Yeah, I guess so. Friend. Wow. And then the fifth time you were on was episode 205. It was bone picking, Area 51, and LARPing with Rob Bowman. Yeah, you came over to my house for that one. Yeah, That's that right. Yeah. And that we, was we July 18, 2019. So. so we do this about once a year. That's about right. And you are number six. Uh, this is crazy. your sixth time. So yeah. we owe you a piece of merch or something. Yeah. Number six. Speaking of merch, guys, we have merch. Check out teespring.com slash stores slash the number two, the letter E, the number eight. That's teespring.com slash stores slash two E eight. Uh, we got some new designs up. We've got the I will haunt your butt t-shirt. Yeah, that's okay. Sometimes I can't, can't always alley-oop them. Um, <laughs> I was waiting. I was hoping. Oh, sorry. I, I will haunt your butt. There we go. I re- sorry, I was reading Slotty Bartfest had to really go on. He goes, episode 342. Seriously, is Batman the only thing they can kind of get right sometimes? <laughs> He's calling so the future. another hundred episodes, we'll have Bob back on to talk about that. Yeah. Be like, why is it only that? Um, uh-huh. But sorry. we have, we have the I will haunt. Again. <laughs> we'll have the I, I will haunt your butt t-shirt. I will haunt your butt t-shirt. 
Uh, we've got a, get one of those. a retro Mind Gap uh, podcast T-shirt as well as a regular Mind Gap podcast T-shirt. And I'm coming up with a couple more designs. So head on down. If you're on Twitch, just uh, there's a link right down below. Uh, click on the box. Go get pick yourself up one. Uh, some good stuff is coming. And then you also... I have a, a poop missile shirt for merch, right? You mean the poop jaculate? Yeah. <laughs> I just poop jaculated my moist missile. Yeah, moist missile. Moist missile. Thank you. I have a hard time saying that sentence. Sound like I'm I'm chewing on peanut butter or something as I'm trying yeah. to say it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got some cool stuff coming from that. Uh, also, just as a note for anyone who's on Twitch or anyone who's listening uh, uh, and wants to know about this, starting today, at the day of recording, this is June sixteenth. Viewers on Twitch will be able to unlock Pride themed emotes. And Twitch will donate 10 cents to both the Trevor Project and the National Black Justice Coalition through July 15th for every paid subscription, gift subscription, or cheer of 300 bits or more. So everything up to a total contribution of $300,000 to each organization. So it's a great way of giving back to the community. So if you guys, not just for our channel, but if you hang out on Twitch, uh, you throw in some subs, if you throw in some some bits and some cheers, or you gift a sub, a portion of that will go to these organizations, up to 300000 for each. And contributors will also permanently earn a pride emote, uh, and they will be gifted to the community. So if anyone does any sort of donating or with cheers with bits or anything of that nature, subs, subscriptions and everything, you guys are also funding a good cause. So just thought I'd throw that out there if you guys are feeling like getting... Getting zazzy, uh, celebrating Pride while also, uh, you know, uh, supporting uh, National Black Justice Black Justice Coalition. So, there you go. Um, also, just want to say uh, we had an amazing video game stream last Saturday. Um, we played some Jackbox games, and Rob, you, you said you're not familiar with Jackbox games. I'm not familiar with Jackbox games. Well, my friend, let me tell you: the next time we do this, if you are awake. Uh, because I know you just recently had a child. Congratulations, sir. Way to go. Sorry, Bob's got a, he's got a run. (laughs) Sorry. Dude, the, the progression on that makes my skin crawl. Like just, if you, if you are just listening to the podcast and not watching the Twitch game, Bob had a, just such a visceral reaction to that. Because he's only six weeks into this. That's all I've heard for six weeks. It's insane. <laughs> and like that sound, and the next thing I smell is poop. So it's just, you know. Yeah. We talked about this. Jack. I just like, poop ejaculated my moist missile. There I, you go. It's not going to stop tonight. <laughs> There's so many reasons to play these. I'm so happy. It, man. Because yeah. I was thinking that uh, maybe they wouldn't find a spot, but there we go. Jervis says, oh, great. Now my nips are leaking. And Slotty Barfast says the last one and a half seconds was gut wrenching. <laughs> we get dark on this podcast sometimes. Yeah, right. It gets yeah. it gets wild. So, um, but but if you're awake, Bob, if you're awake, the next time we do this, we're on Saturday nights at eight p.m. Uh, this last one we played Jackbox Party Pack three, and there was a game called Quiplash, which essentially you're given a prompt like. 
the dark secret about Frosty the Snowman is blank, and you would essentially fill in your answer to it, trying to be funny, and then you fill in two prompts, and then uh, you'll be randomly pitted up against another answer to the same prompt, and then people vote on which one they like, and it gets wild and crazy uh, as far as what people are talking about, and what I love about our community uh, is that people will make a joke, and then they will do callbacks the rest of the night, and it is always enjoyable and always sure. fun. And this p- last one was particularly fun. We had a lot of a really good time. So, um, and I just want to say this coming Saturday, we're heading back into the dungeons, baby dungeons and dragons, the fancy board game starring Justin as, yeah. <laughs> as the wizard, uh, Sam as the fighter, Eric as the cleric, which I just realized rhymes and Jared, as the sneaky little rogue, uh, we're heading back in. We're playing uh, D- Dungeons and Dragons, the fantasy board game. So come check that out Saturday night, 8 p.m. Central Time, and come hang out with us. It's going to be fun because it was a lot of fun last time. I play Dungeon Master and I try to wrangle these guys, and it is a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. We so, are a force to be wrangled, that's for sure. Indeed. So, I, Rob. I have never played Dungeons and Dragons in my entire life. I've do you want to? intimidated to even try. See, it seems What's intimidating. I'll tell you what, it is. I'm just now <laughs> getting comfortable Agreed. with it. And uh, I've so been. It, it is a commitment. It's a commitment because um, I, I've been playing with a group for, God, I think it's a little over a year now. And we were doing it maybe once a month. But now, because of the quarantine, we've been hitting it every week and it's been awesome. Um, yeah. Because it sucks at first because your characters aren't very good, but then you start leveling up, you start seeing some progress, and then you get excited. You're like, oh, shit, I just hit level four. Maybe uh, what do I get next? Like, what ability can I get? What thing can I unlock? And uh, it starts getting a lot more interesting. And um, But it is really intimidating because it's like the second you start playing and then the Dungeon Master goes, so what do you want to do? And you're like, what are my options? I don't know what's possible. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then you get into combat. You're like, fuck, what am I doing? It gets, it gets pretty awful. So, um, yeah, I I have to say that I, uh, I was a little nervous at first to start playing this because it's one of those where I I was like, I'm kind of curious. I've always been curious. It's, uh, it's very fucking intimidating and you really gotta be, you gotta be ready for it. Doug did a great job leading us through a tutorial but it's uh, what he was doing for us was was D and D light, and uh, I can't even imagine regular D and D. It's already making my butthole pucker, so I'd like to move on. <laughs> yeah, this this game. If you're even curious a little bit, just watch. You'll get a feel for it. But D and D is a little more in depth. But Justin has been very gracious, and I appreciate him and his patience. He's wonderful, and uh, he reluctantly agreed, but he's done wonderful. So I'm excited oh, for lovely. the next it's adventure. It's only going to get better. That's that's how I roll. It's only going to get more wild. You're just in it for the sound bites, man. You're just collecting sound bites. That's it. That's all we that's do, all man. I'm doing. Yeah, that, that's all you're doing. I just I just want Doug to keep praising me, and I'm just it's my own personal collection of sound bites. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, water speech. Thank you so much for the sub. Very kind of you. Very very cool. All right, so let's talk about a young man by the name. <sighs> Of Zachary Tiberius Snyder, <laughs> and his let's talk about him. His That's... his cut body, his oily body. Can we can we first talk about the unnecessary platform on which his stuff will be showing? HBO fucking Max. 
the also, waste of maybe space that is that app. So what? What's your beef with the app? My beef with the app is that you've got HBO, you've got HBO Go, and now you have HBO Max. You pay for all three. Wait, HBO you- Go is now morphing into HBO Max, or maybe HBO Now is. Regardless, there's too many. That's my point. You already paid so, for HBO. Why am I paying for HBO Max? I'm pretty sure if you are paying directly for HBO service and not getting it through a cable provider, you have free access to all those platforms. So, I like, if you and I have don't a cable know if that's package true. and you get, well, I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure HBO Go turns into HBO Max. Right. But if you have just a subscription to HBO, you still have to subscribe. From what I've read, you still, if you're, if you're Comcast, <laughs> if you're subscribed through Comcast, because Comcast right. and HBO got at each other, you you have right. to separately subscribe to Max. Right. And so what I'm saying, like, let's say you don't have Comcast and you just have like a Roku or like a Fire Stick. And sure. You, you pay HBO for a service. I'm pretty sure all those additional services come with it. But I think this is kind of a way for them to just get more. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think it's we've talked about this. The, the oh. amount of content and the availability and just like the double dipping going on is ridiculous at this point. Yeah, it's I, it's you know. un- unnecessarily involved. There's too many is, fucking things. Yeah. But, you know, take that out of it, you know, the the frustration and just the absurdity of it. I kind of think it's it's kind of brilliant what they're doing with Snyder right now. Um I mean, fans have been clamoring for this movie ever since Snyder got taken off the movie. I mean, I don't know if you two know why he left the project, but it's was pretty tragic. I think his daughter committed suicide, so he left. And I mean, it left the whole production schedule in array and they had to kind of scramble. And I think that also played into why it was just a shit show. Yeah. I'm not going to defend it. I don't know if it would have been any better. We're going to find out next year. Um, but it's really interesting to see now the partnership. And I, I don't really understand why. Maybe they just see there's a win-win benefit here. The HBO Max or Go is trying to launch. They're trying to get people, although they're already live. I don't know why they're you know, waiting a year. But if you've read up on this, the amount of money that they're jumping into this movie I mean, they're paying for all new effects. They're paying for Vox. They're paying for reshoots. They're paying they're basically a whole new movie. Yeah. Um, so that's it's not a whole new movie, though. <laughs> from what I'm reading, it's, it sounds like the, there's a, a large post post and pre-production is going in right now. It's not like there were, the movie was made and it's in a vault. That's not how that was. Um, so like they, they have to they have to piece together however much was already um, filmed, right? And they're dumping a ton of money into it. Why? I don't know. I mean, like I said, fans have been asking for it. It's exciting that it's going to come because I mean, it's kind of like the hysteria around the whole thing is interesting. Am I going to pay for HBO go to see it? No, Max. I'm going to do whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that Get movie. it right or pay the price. Um, but the seven day trial was brilliant, Justin. That's why they have seven day trials, right? Like mm-hmm. I'll sign up then and, and I'll, I'll watch the movie and then that'll be it. Right. I'll watch the um, four hour to four hour Snyder cut and we'll be good. Look, it's not going to be good. It's no, I, I, I don't believe it's going to be <laughs> worth the hype that surrounds it. I just think it's going to be maybe the closure to this whole Snyder thing that started in 2013. So why? Let me ask. No, Justin, you go first. I was going to say, let me ask this then, because you've you've obviously done being the the DC fan that you are, and just really wanting them to pull through and do something worthwhile. You've done more more reading probably than I or Doug have uh, have done on this. So he was he had not shot all of the things he wanted to shoot. They brought Joss Whedon in to finish that up. 
So right. is it presumably that they're going to take what he had shot and then do the all the rest with CG? No, I, I don't think that. I think they're they're going to do some elements of well. Let me back up. I think a majority of it's going to be that. I do think okay. there's going to be the the cast itself. The core cast has all they're behind this project and they're all very excited about it. Especially Henry Cavill, which is interesting because I mean the Superman conversation was dead. It's been dead for a few years, and this has actually kind of got Hollywood buzzing again about Superman. He's on board. He's willing to do reshoots. Um, the idea of him, you, uh, Doug, you've seen the Justice League movie, right? You've I have, unfortunately. Hour and a half shit show. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, how he comes back to life is completely different in the Snyder version. Um, so that whole thing has to be reshot. Do you know what, what, uh, how he comes back in the Snyder version? Yeah, so it, it follows the Death of Superman uh, graphic novel um, sequence of books. And I think in the third book, there's the rebirth. And he basically, so at the end of BVS, they, they tease it a bit, like he's being buried in the, the dirt that kind of comes off the casket. Um, basically, he's buried in the ground, and uh, he has a slow regeneration, and he actually zombifies and comes out of the ground. And he's got this whole rebirth suit. It's black, and his uh, emblem is silver. Um, it's a really, really cool canon um, that was written in the 90s. And that's where he was going with it. Um, but obviously, that's not where Joss Whedon took it. Uh, Steppenwolf as the main villain was always going to be um, a subplot to Darkseid that was going to be basically the DC equivalent of Thanos. Um, that he's actually now, I mean, that, that character was casted. They shot some elements of that with him, and that's going to be the main uh, antagonist in the film. So, yeah, I, I just it's going to be very interesting to see how much money they're going to do it, how much time it's going to take, and uh, what the final product is going to be. I mean, for that alone, I'm interested. Well, they, there's only so much they can do, though, because it's not like they're going to reshoot the whole movie. So they're going to have to leave some things intact and then repurpose it. But I wonder... I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm wondering, I guess as a, as a big DC fan, um, what are you hoping to get out of on behalf of all the DC fans, Rob, since you are the president of all DC fans, what are you hoping? Awesome power. (laughs) (laughs) Um, responsibility. Where are, what, what are you hoping? What's, what's the best case scenario? What's worst case scenario? It's an interesting question. I've thought a lot about this, especially um, as a fan. I mean, I'm a huge fan of DC. I, I've come to realize, and it's funny, I've gone back and I've read about all the shit movies they put out in the 90s. I mean, um, the Batman's, just the whole Batman franchise from 89 to 97, how that just took a whole turn. And I've come to realize that Warner Brothers, they don't care about the fan. They care about the consumer. And I think that's why we see Batman keep getting redone over and over again. It's the number one rule of Hollywood. That is their cash cow. They're going to keep rebooting it until they get all the money they can out of it. Um, People are not going to stop seeing those movies. Um, But that has a downside because if you're only directing to the consumer, you're not really keeping the fan in mind. You don't really care about it. Um, Where Marvel, I think, has done a really good job of balancing both. I mean, they're a business too. If you remember in the 90s, they sold off two of their biggest franchises to Fox and Sony because they had to keep it afloat. That bit them in the ass, but they've they've done a 180 and you see where that's gone. Um, Where I hope I, I don't really have any sort of expectations or, um, you know, I, I just kind of want to see what they do with it. I don't think this is going to lead to anything else, which is kind of sad because I think they had the opportunity and they squandered it um, in 2013 with Man of Steel to really kind of breathe new life into this extended universe. They've got all these amazing characters. They just were so concerned about playing catch up with Marvel. We've talked about this ad nauseum on the other podcasts. Um, they just need to do what they do best and stick to their, uh, one-off films, which they do a marvelous job at. I'm sure we'll get into that conversation tonight. 
Um, the worst case scenario, it's going to be, you know, look, there's no worst case scenario that's going to be worse than Justice League that came out two years ago. Mm. Do you, should we put a pin in that and then invite you back after, <laughs> sure. after the launch of 2021, right? Come on back yeah. and be like, Rob says it can't get me worse. So it can't get me worse. I, at least I le- lens flares in the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> I was, better. I legitimately do agree to that point where I feel like I do feel like I'm more with my, my ex- excitement for those listening, I'm air quoting my excitement for this is out of like sheer morbid curiosity. I'm just, right. I just want to know why, like specifically with uh, uh, Momoa, like why he was so vehemently into this. Like he was such a proponent of the Snyder cut and I'm like, I, I want to know. I want to see what's going on here. Why? Why do these people s- are are so into this? I, and th- I, think I don't. A- I don't think it. I'd be shocked if it was worse. I think it might be equally as bad, and maybe a hair better. But I don't think it can get worse. See, what I find interesting is I, I think part of it too is, uh, and we're going to get to some of the comments here in the yes. in the chat because we've got some good questions. Um, but I know. I, I, I've been skeptical of the DC extended universe. I mean, ever since its inception, I actually enjoyed Man of Steel. I thought it was pretty good, but they're in DC's mad rush to catch up with Marvel. They obviously skipped some crucial steps in, in the world building process. Um, but, and I, so I know people really desperately want this to be good. I know that feeling I've been to those movies, not DC, but I've been to my movies where I'm like, I want this to be good, and I know it's going to be bad. Dark Tower, thank you. Um, yeah. Amongst as a great, just one off the t- Terminator Salvation, uh, right, Prometheus. Right. Um, oh, you know what was the uh, World of Warcraft one, the Orc one? Oh, you know that's a guilty pleasure one. That's a little bit more upgraded, but I'm like, I get why people don't like it, it and it didn't do well. But that's it's like I want it to be good, but it's it, it's just a situation where it's like there's Rob's nipple, and you know it's. A, I, <laughs> It's a situation That's where I appreciate what you're saying right now. Of course. You're like, hold on. I need to turn on. See how here. hard this nipple is. <laughs> oh my God. But I look at this. <laughs> um, when I look at, you know, this, it's, I feel like people are so desperate. I think in my mind, people are going to look at this as though this is going to somehow fix it all. And I'm not saying this is how you feel, Rob. This is just my general, it's just, observation is that somehow this cut is going to somehow make it okay. And I just don't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible because they would essentially in my mind have to start over if they want to quote unquote fix it because you're still going to have all the problems that exist. You're, I mean, cause what is it? I think I heard they're spending $30 million, I think, or something on it. Right. That's, this is going to, this is probably going to, make Justin mad. 30 million isn't going to get you very far. Okay. No, it's not. (laughs) In this world, in this, what we're trying to do, 30 million doesn't get you very far. It should, but it doesn't. And, um, I think again, there's only, there's only so much they're going to be able to do, um, to make this. And I think, I hope it gets people a little more satisfying. You know, like you said, maybe it'll be some closure. Maybe it'll be, um, a little bit, 
pep in their step to be like, okay, cool. That's a little bit better. But I think you're still going to have a majority of the movie still intact. I think there's, and again, I don't know. I'm not a a producer. I'm not an editor. I don't really know. I don't, I feel like there's not a whole lot more you can do based on what you have, but I could be wrong. Let me touch on that because I think you've got a point there. And and again, um, going back to what I was saying about the consumer versus the fan, I I don't think any of that, I don't think they care about that. And if you think, if you take the fan element out of it, I think from a business standpoint, it's really smart. I mean, think about what they're doing, right? I mean, they're completely undermining the Hollywood process by doing something like this. Um, Justin, I talked about this a while ago and I I forgot where I read this one thing from, but it talked about why Warner Brothers licensed the archival footage because they own it. They're, they're, They're now playing a producer role. And basically letting HBO uh, run with it and give all the money towards it. And I don't think Warner's paying for any of it. It's really interesting how this is like a partnership is working. And I, I think that what we're seeing here is kind of what uh, Netflix was doing a few years back and has continued to do. You're, you're taking the traditional way of making a movie, regardless of where it is in the process, if it's been finalized or not, um, and you're rethinking it. And I think, Justin, to your point, like why these, these characters were or why, why the cast was so excited, I think all that was a publicity stunt. I don't think I, I think Momoa still had an Aquaman thing to produ- to promote, which I would not. I'm not going to watch just because I just can't bring myself to do it. Um, no way. Uh, you you still have my man. Exactly. I would rather watch Bill and Ted three come out. <laughs> uh, but I think that you still have uh, these 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 actors trying to promote DC films. And I think that that all kind of plays into the whole, well, what do they have behind the curtain? I want to know. I want to know. Right. And it just breeds into that. And that's been going on for, for a few years now. And then all of a sudden here we are. So I, I don't think really the fan has been uh, considered at all in this. I think this is one big um, business ploy to get people's money. And I think it's really fucking smart. I do. I think it's really fucking I didn't smart. think you were going to say smart, but I thought you were say it's really fucking stupid, but no. Oh, I, no, as a fan, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's all over everything I grew up and loved, you know? So. Uh, okay. All right. Let's get to some of these questions because Slotty about made me want to barf at this last message. All right. So let's go back up here. It says from Water Speech. First of all, Water Speech, thank you for the bits. Appreciate that. Uh, he says, why is Rob a DC apologist? I missed his origin story, question mark. <laughs> uh, Obviously has not listened to the first five times you were on here. <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't need an origin story. I'm just a fucking nerd who picked up the wrong comic book. That's it. <laughs> I picked up a Batman comic book as opposed to Spider-Man, and here we are, baby. That's all you need to know. I made my choice when I was younger. Couldn't go back. I've been paying for it ever since. I had a couple of good years in the early 90s, and that's about it. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Jervis says, I need to know how Rob feels about Superman Returns, in parentheses, the best Superman film. Yeah, so a lot of people feel that way, that it really is the best one. Um, My biggest gripe with it was trying to pretend as if it was another Christopher Reeves movie. Uh, the plot was good. The story was good. The acting was good. Brandon Roth is a great Superman. Um, still, he's to me, Henry Cavill is my Superman. He's the best one. Um, but yeah, that just I can never get over that suspended disbelief. Like I can never really like put myself because I grew up with Christopher Reeves, and to pretend like three and four never happened, which <laughs> talk about fucking guilty pleasures. <laughs> three and four, those are fucking horrible and amazing at the same time. Um, but that was for me, even like when it came out, I was so excited to hear the theme and so excited to see Superman. I'm like, nah, and also I'll say this as an adult, 
I can't get past Superman with underwear on. I can't do it. <laughs> it is. I will never be able to like, yeah, that's, that's a cool costume, man. <laughs> no, it's just, no, it's so dated. It's just not going to work for me. So, and they made his tights and Brandon Roth's like underwear smaller. And it's just, yeah, no. Got to show off the goods, man. <laughs> there you go. Um, DCOCRN84 says, I was talking to one of my hardcore DC fans tonight, and he mentioned how much different DC could have been had Green Lantern, Lantern been their Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because isn't Green Lantern supposed to be in the Zack Snyder cut as well as uh, Martian Manhunter? Yeah, he is. And if you... <laughs> I'm laughing at the absurdity of what I'm about to say. If you go back and watch Justice League, because who the fuck is going to do that? How dare you, uh, sir? How dare asked, you? They teased Green Lantern in one of the scenes. Um, and I think that that was a big plot line. Which one? Snyder. Which one? Doesn't uh, matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Was it the part where where uh, Jesse Eisenberg says, we're going to create a league of our own? No. No. No, Doug. A lacrosse league. <laughs> A bowling league. Uh, yeah. That was a horrible casting choice to begin with. Here's the so thing. The worst fucking Lex Luthor in the world. I wasn't, I was okay with it until I saw his choices and I was like, nope. Cause I, I mean, no. I like the idea of a young Lex Luthor, kind of like a Mark Zuckerberg like person. Like that's, that's interesting. Right. But Put Timothy Chalamet in the role done, but, but you, 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 I a I did like his choices and B the fact that Snyder was like great job nailed that one check the gate we're moving on like who was like <laughs> yep and I tell you what because who it, put your fingers in his mouth shove that Jolly Rancher in just ever so tenderly just yeah. so it's so yeah, yeah. let me I'm talk to you Senator Rancher Senator let me talk to you about why you're gonna do what I want mm. yeah. I'm Lex Luthor. <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever his choices were, I was like, I'm out. Not okay. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was rough uh, to say the least, but, and yeah. I don't even think I've seen green lantern. If I have, it's only been bits oh, no, and pieces. Don't, don't. it's not, um, it's a mistake, but if they, you know, again, I agree. I, I think that's a good point. Like had they been successful with that, it would have broadened. That universe, you could have had the more cosmic elements to it. Would have been very interesting because Green Lantern is a cool concept to me. That powers are very interesting. The the whole um, Green Lantern core is very interesting to me. Um, yeah. And it's just a shame that they essentially pulled a spawn uh, way after the fact. And it's like, come on, guys, you can do better. You can do better. Right. Than that. Well, I mean, it would take thought, right? It would take planning. And that, we obviously know that, that Warner Brothers didn't really have that in the forefront of mind when they were planning this extended universe. I mean, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, you could have totally have introduced the elements of Wonder Woman. You could have introduced the elements of Steppenwolf and Darkseid. All of that would have fit great. And because it, it's seriously, it's the same uh, canon and plot lines, really, that runs in parallel with Marvel. I mean, it's all kind of the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. A galactic being comes down and wants to scoop up all the power. Um, right. And that would have been a great segue, but they just, they didn't plan well enough for any of it. And they also fell, they fell so, and we, again, like you said, we've talked about this, you know, at length, but they fell into the trap of, of, for no reason, throwing so many things into one movie where they could right. have really like done a, 
an awesome job just kind of stringing it along and like yeah, introducing the bit. elements. Yeah, just diddle it. Just a little, diddle diddle. A little bit. Just, just diddle it. It's all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just diddle it a little bit. Uh, Slotty says uh, the best thing about Green Lantern has been Ryan Reynolds' unending regret about it, which has also been really very enjoyable. Been. And he's been in yeah. some stinkers, huh? Yeah. Poor Ryan Reynolds. He's, but he's. I think he's made up for it. I was like, oh, he's poor Ryan Reynolds. I think that guy is. Uh, he's doing okay. He's doing okay. Yeah, um, yeah, poor Ryan Reynolds with his abs and his beautiful face and his yeah. attempt to redo a character that sucked and made him successful. It's the under. It's the American story, man. It's the American dream. Right. Pretty good. Thanks, Take, Canada. Thanks, pretty, pretty Canada. Yeah, right. I forgot he's Canadian. Well, I always you know, forget it's, that. It's, it's kind of funny that uh, we've talked about this before, too. Um, well, at least I have with some of my other DC friends is that the whole um, the whole Joker movie that came out in October, that was supposed to be a one and done thing. Right. And what was hilarious to me is that the one movie from the start that that not only Warner Brothers, but Todd Phillips, like this is going to be a one and done thing. And, and Warner Brothers was so hard pressed to look for that next pillar came in that Joker movie. And I do, I'm a huge fan of that film. I think it was brutal. I think it was really, really thoughtful. Um, and what happened as soon as that success of that movie came, uh, Warner brothers was begging for a sequel. It's, mm-hmm. it's just ironic. you know, stick to what you guys do best. Just do the one-offs. It is really strange that they're doing this whole weird one-off DCU and they're still trying to do this extended universe. Yeah. Then they're now talking about how, um, Matt Reeves' Batman is going to work with Ben Affleck because there's talks about him coming back to do a standalone film. So you, it's there's a potential of there being in parallel two different Batman movies. Well, they talked about that with the. They need to sort their shit out. Sort it out. As a, they're making bank. God damn it! Sort your shit out, man. This is talks the same thing there and talks about doing a a Leto another Leto a standalone Leto Joker movie. I thought I'm pretty sure Leto is going to say no. Like he was pretty pissed about suicide squad pissed. yeah well no he was super pissed about not getting the nod to do todd phillips's movie really livid yo he was oh, livid that he did not get and got looked over for that film that walking hmm. got that role it's weird because i thought he was so pissed at the suicide squad how his basically role was edited out that he was like i'm not doing this ever again you know because he oh, had like he what was. 15 minutes of screen time in that movie yeah, yeah. In that I know, ninety minute yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. Talk about a rushed film, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, right. Back well, not only that, I mean, the Suicide Squad just—I mean, that it changed hands a lot, yeah, <laughs> a lot for sure. I want to get um, to another one here. Etoyo Seven says, "I'm sure it's been addressed, but I would be curious to hear Rob's thoughts on if they expanded off Nolan's Dark Knight universe. I honestly don't know how they could have done it, but to me, it's the most successful of the DC movies. So." Would you have been okay if they, if if Nolan bowed out and they grabbed that and they kind of continued on in the same vein with that? That's a really interesting question, and I have a lot of opinions on this. I, I do believe that the, the the reaction that Man of Steel got and how um, the critics and fans just kind of like balked at it, they were it was very polarizing. I think it was a direct result of it coming off the heels of Nolan's trilogy because it was so well done and the plot was so well developed. And I think people were expecting the same thing. Now, Man of Steel has a lot of holes in it. The plot line, you know, you can pick it apart. Um, at the end of the day, I find it a very entertaining and wonderful film. But I do think that because it came off so close and you had to, like, separate and divorce yourself from Nolan's idea to this whole new DC extended universe, I think they would have done themselves a great service if they somehow try to tie it in. 
especially the way that Nolan left it. I mean, Nolan left it open-ended, right? Which is what he does. And it's brilliant. Um, I loved it. Um, that, you know, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was the new Batman, right? Cause he found the lair and whatnot. And right. Christian Bale went off. And I think you mean he's um, a dead man because the first night he goes on patrol, he's going to die. <laughs> Because he is Why? not skilled at all. He was given a bunch of fancy equipment. Uh, he never climbed a mountain and found a blue flower. He has no resources other than he was gifted stuff. So he has no money. So shit breaks. He doesn't know how to drive. He doesn't know how to fly. The <laughs> first time sure that guy. I'm sure he has a driver's license. There is no doubt that that suit doesn't fit him. I'm sure it's not going <laughs> to fit him properly. It's probably going to be too big. He's going to go out. He's going to try and grapple. He's going to break his fucking neck. He's a dead man. He's a dead man. That's a pretty bold statement there, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) He's just going to die flat out. Suits up. Yeah. Actually, Jared brings up a good point. He goes, he'd go more the detective route and work with Jim Gordon. There you go. While he learns to climb mountains and find blue flowers. (laughs) Yeah, right. Right. Because he doesn't know new ninjutsu. He doesn't know shit. You don't know that. Download that and pick it up in a day. Download that? What are you talking about? Just download it? He might have a blue sash in Kung Fu. What's he got? No, what he did when he was growing up. Does he know Jeet Kune Do? Like, what's he doing here? Possibly. (laughs) He wasn't chained. He wasn't wasn't trained by the League of Shadows, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, anyway, that went sideways. That's what we do best around here. We go sideways. Yeah. I liked I, 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 Nolan's DC universe is with his, his Dark Knight movies are just they're, they're near and dear to my heart. Um, and I, what, what I struggled with was I liked that that was a trilogy and it ended. I don't think you could have built more off of that successfully. I think the Dark Knight Rises was pushing it as far as like where the story was going and everything. Um, and I was frustrated when they were bringing Batman back again because I'm like, it's too soon. Because, again, for nerds like us, I feel like we could separate it, you know, because we're into it. We're reading news and stuff yeah. like that. But to the casual fan, I'm figure like the movie goes like another Batman movie. What's this? It's the, it's hard to I could say it's hard to follow what's going on. You know, like when I heard yeah. they were doing a Joker movie, I was like, God damn it. Like, really? A standalone Joker movie? And, you know, it, you know, it, I'm glad they made it. I'm kind of like. I'm on the fence on that movie. Like I enjoyed it and it's definitely not a movie I'm running back to watch and I'm definitely not buying it anytime soon. Um, but I appreciate, you know, Todd Phillips you know, approach to it and, and everything. I love Joaquin Phoenix in it. He's phenomenal. The score is great. There's a lot of great things about it. Um, yep. But, you know, there's also some problems with it, in my opinion. Um, Batman has no business being in that movie. <laughs> At all? You mean a, a young yeah. uh, Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne. No, no connections to Batman are needed at all in it whatsoever. Um, well, you've always hated when people when the filmmakers pander to the the audience. It just doesn't make sense for the. It's 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 like in Tim Burton's Batman, where like the Joker killed Batman's parents. It's like really, is this what we're gonna yeah, do? At that time, though, the story hadn't been told in that way before, so I feel like that. Like we can look back at it 30 years later and say that, but I think at the time it was a pretty brilliant um, artistic choice to make. And to the point, just about, like having you know, Batman kill people in that movie, pretty good artistic choice. Oh, yeah. he's killed. He's killed people in every single movie. There's he's killed thousands. Movie. He's 
Bloodthirsty. No, in that movie, he literally says, as he's holding the Joker, he goes, I'm going to kill you. Like, he literally <laughs> says that. Like, I'm like, what? what? <laughs> and, it's never, and you're never going to get me to think anything otherwise, and that movie is, is amazing. <laughs> Dude, he killed Harvey Dent in The Dark Knight. He tackled yeah, him. And he did. Because the thing is, like, he absolutely kills people. Absolutely. Yeah, but did we ever get a coroner report on Harvey Dent? He's dead. He broke his fucking neck. He's gone. I'm man. just saying, man. He got to have his face. The, the first, off. the he first time I saw that movie, I was so confused as to whether or not he was dead. I was like, I, was he dead? I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't figure it out. Um, but it, it was. It, it's one of those things where he definitely kills people with head trauma. And I'm sure there's internal bleeding. I mean, at the very least, these guys are coming out with some severe CTE. They, I was going to say, you know. they don't die, but they eat through a straw the rest As of the As they night. say, like in the Dark Knight Returns comic, it's like, you broke his leg or whatever. He'll, he'll never walk again. He'll live. You know, he'll like live. that's his yeah. that's right. his M.O. sort right. of situation. Yeah. But there was nothing as blatant as, I, I'm going to kill you. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Hold on. Time out. Time out. Like, we, no, that's not what we do. You mean that's worse than I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you as he flies off the train and lets Razagul die? <laughs> that's that's I more mean, poetic to me because because sure it's well po- because poetic. it's not the same as like I'm going to grab you, I'm going to throw you off the ledge of this building, you know? Because it's it's so it's it's a situation where I guess you could argue semantics on that, right? He's like, did he technically kill him by not saving him? I mean. Right. I know. I feel like that's more ambiguous than I'm going to kill you <laughs> because you killed my parents, you know, and I feel like he didn't even necessarily like. I forget what happens in that scene, too, because I don't know if he doesn't get to kill him the way that he wants to, because he ends up wrapping that little grappling around his leg and then he ties it to like a, a statue. So as he's trying to get pulled away, he falls to his death. So I don't know if he was bummed that he didn't get to choke him to death or anything like that, but I don't know. That's pretty it also came out by like uh, Burton said years later that he never read comics. So like he, right. so he had no idea, no idea. My favorite thing was Kevin Smith called him out on that. There was like some sort of conference or something. And Kevin Smith asked him a question in relation to the comics and <laughs> And Burton goes, I don't read comics. And he goes, well, that explains fucking Batman. <laughs> uh, Tim Burton just goes, that was a comic. He's like, wait, what? Oh, God, I thought I, I thought it was about cereal. Bruce yeah. Batman. I, I grew up with a guy named Batman. <laughs> we played lacrosse together. <laughs> the lacrosse league. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I sorry I interrupted you there about uh you know all that sort of That's stuff okay. and, and, and the killing and stuff like that, but um it's uh I don't know, I did I derailed that whole conversation. I'm sorry, but also wow. not sorry at the same time. I wanna <laughs> transition into um that that transitioning us into the slate of the never ending slate of DC movies that are coming out in the next few uh, years. Yeah. I when I found this uh list I I honestly I was like oh like there'll be like maybe ten and the the page just kept scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and I was like eventually in the notes here I just put dot 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 this list is very very long I just stopped listing things because and then I put the link because it's just too much so uh, I just want to kind of go through these semi rapid fire and just get everyone's thoughts on what what you're thinking about these movies and how they relate to everything. So first up is hey, wonder woman. Be- 19- before you, before you do, how many Please. of these are greenlit? Um, 
I don't have that information. Okay, so these are all just just for context. These are all well, just what they're proposing to release. Well, here we can do this here. So, um, Wonder Woman that Wonder Woman obviously is in the can yeah. because that one. Right. Yeah, they've got trailers and everything for that one. Um, Snyder cuts. What do we got here? What do we got? Sorry, my computer's moving a bit slow. Suicide release Squad's date. next one. Yep. Um, Doug, if yours is moving quicker, mm -hmm. do, uh, there's a release date on the... Okay, so let's go through these. As we go through these, we can talk about how many of these are greenlit. There's, I'll say this. There's a good <laughs> number of these that are already greenlit, and a lot of them already have uh, release dates. So, Okay. Um, what are you laughing at there, Doug? Oh, just slotty. He just said, I can see the pain in Rob's eyes when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead slotty. <laughs> <laughs> when I, wait, what do you say? What? I think it was like this never ending like list of, it's like, I just like, okay. gotta, I got to keep Go coming back. Hey man, just so you know, uh, right before all of these, just know at least a week or two before you will be coming back on the show. So I just want you to know, so clear your schedule, get, get your it. days off, put your kid with your in-laws because you're hanging out with us, hanging out with us. All right. So first up is so many times <laughs> wonder woman, 1984. We've all seen the trailers for it. What are your thoughts on it? Pass. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on it, man. Like I, yeah. I, I thought Wonder the, the first Wonder Woman movie was good, but I didn't think it was as great as everyone made it out to be. It um, was the best DC movie of that group. Even more than Man of Steel. I don't think it was. As, I think maybe yeah. I, I mean, of all of those, I think Man of Steel's probably my number one, and then I'd probably rank Wonder Woman second um okay. yeah yeah I, I wouldn't i wouldn't argue and i don't even want to go beyond that because who gives a shit like <laughs> right. at that point right. like i don't it's yeah. like hey look at all these turds which one do you want to eat the least it's like i don't know <laughs> which one's polished the best i don't know i guess i uh yeah i i think the uh the, the the for me the humor in it is feels so 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 forced yeah like i'm excited to see Kristen wig that, yeah, that, I'm kind of like curious about that to see what she does once she brings to that role. Yeah, although it is uh, Cheetah. So wait, so sh does she play another warrior, or Amazonian princess? Or? She plays Wonder Woman's um, one of her biggest nemesis, which uh, character called Cheetah. Oh, so. she is playing the nemesis. That's yeah. going to be weird to see. It's going it, eh, it's going to be something. Yeah, Slotty Bartfest says, uh, I will be disappointed uh, disappointed if it is not a mashup between Orwell's <laughs> 1984 book and Wonder Woman. This is what I love <laughs> about Slotty. <laughs> Slotty is the killer when we play games on Saturday nights. This guy is fucking hilarious. Thank you, Slotty. You're the it. best. That's good. Let's, so, let's make that movie. Yes, please, let's make that movie. I'm down. Let's show me a trailer for that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> uh, what about The Suicide Squad, a.k.a. Suicide Squad 2? You know, I'm curious what James Gunn will do with it. Um, yeah. uh, Idris Elba, okay. Viola Davis, Michael Rooker, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman. Like, you got a lot of these. Nathan Fillion, David Desmalchin, Taika Waititi, I love Sean Gunn. And uh, Michael Rooker have jumped from Marvel over to over to DC for this one. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'll be curious. I'll, I'll have low expectations, but I like James Gunn. I like a lot of these actors. We'll see what they can do with it. That one. Oof, that one was a garbage one. So I will, I will throw this out there to match Rob's. Uh, can it be any worse? 
than the first one. Uh, challenge accepted. I hope not. The <laughs> first one was just so helter skelter. So it did not know what it wanted to be. Um, Water speech so says there should be a non-compete clause between Marvel and DC. <laughs> oh, the thing is water speech. There is, it's called their movies. There's no competition. <laughs> what were you going to say, Bobby? If you told me I had an option between rewatching Suicide Squad or watching a monkey fart in a snare drum for 20 minutes, I would choose the monkey farting on a snare drum. Oh, yeah. And it might sound like that. No, it would not. No. No, it would not. Slotty says Suicide Squad 2. They just gave us a blank check. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Fix this. What about about the Batman? I am looking forward to that. I like Matt Reeves. I like Robert Pattinson, Colin Farrell, Andy Serkis, um, Zoe Kravitz. Like, there's there's a good cast. Um, I know we just got to see the 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 the, the camera test for it, mm-hmm. and it looks great. Um, I'm curious some behind the scenes uh, uh, photos as well. I'm curious. Like, I, I I'm very curious about that one. Um, I like I think Robert Pattinson has proved himself to be a very great actor and Absolutely. I'm curious to see how he handles this. It'll be interesting to see uh, Batman year two, you know, um, yeah. depiction of this while um, a part of me is like, how many different ways can we like carve up this this ham to get another yeah. piece out there? I'm OK with the standalone universe in this regard. Like I don't if you were to take I got a couple of these comics over here, if you were to slowly just do like hush or a long Halloween's kind of already been done to some degree, or at least elements of it have been used in, in Nolan's universe and stuff like that. But if you were to take those elements or those things and just be like, this is this thing, I'm okay with that. Like, I think it's kind of fun to, to go and explore that, explore this point in time and, and, and see how it's done. I'm, I'm okay with it. Is this supposed to be a, like the second year that he's been, you said year two. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's the whole idea. And that's why his armor is supposed to be a little bit more, um, rustic his car is basically a souped up mustang um i'm, I'm with you doug i i'm interested to see it uh i very much share the same feeling i don't know how many more times uh you're going to be able to reboot a batman franchise and tell the story in a different way um you know there's plenty of different canon to pull from i'm i'm very excited about it did either of you guys see lighthouse movie i have no, not but that is on my list i really do want to so, see it. that's next on my hulu list that is a fucked up movie. I mean, it, it just, there are some parts of that movie that like straight up disturb me. It is a super arts film to like an annoying degree. Um, <laughs> it, there are some parts you just like, Oh my God. But my point to all that is that the acting by Defoe yeah. and Pattinson are phenomenal. And Doug, he's, I completely agree. He has transformed himself and I, I'm excited to see what he can bring to that role. There was an interesting article I read not too long ago about how it talked how Robert Pattinson, uh, Daniel Radcliffe, and uh, Elijah Wood had reinvented themselves from being young actors stuck in a franchise series to basically doing horror and indie films and completely revitalizing themselves in that way and using that to kind of re-carve their path in Hollywood. Well, it's got to be nice, and this is going to sound shitty, but I'm like... I, I don't mean it that way. It's nice to be like having that Harry Potter movie money, having that 
Twilight movie money, having, you know, the Elijah Wood. Like, it's nice to have that backing so you can eventually essentially just be like, I love Daniel Radcliffe being like, yeah, I'll play in this movie called Akimbo where my hands are nailed to two guns and I'm just... It's insane. Why not? Yeah. Or he's like the right. the movie the, the Jungle or whatever it's it's called. Or he just picks movies that, that he wants he to do. The the human uh, the human um, oh, the Swiss hum- Army knife. Yeah, Swiss Army Man, yeah. where he was Which a corpse. So ridiculous. Yeah, it was it was absurd. But I like it because he's like, yeah, I want to do it. I'm like right. I, that to me brings some strange joy to my heart to see an actor basically just be like, I want to do this. I'm right. doing it as I want to, not because I have to. Absolutely, because <laughs> that's that's yeah. the thing where I'm like, oh, someone need to pay off a boat on this one. That's why they're here. <laughs> so uh, we'll get through a few more of these here. What do you got, Doug? <laughs> Sir Lloyd eighty four, welcome back to the stream. He goes, I don't know about any of these movies, but if I ever hit the lottery, I am paying for someone to reshoot all of Dennis Quaid's movies, shot for shot, with Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, all right, here we go. I'm in for it. Uh, All right, so real quick, what about the uh, these next two kind of go hand in hand? We've got the untitled Black Adam movie with uh, Dwayne Johnson. He has been hardcore ready to play this role for four plus years now. You know what that movie's got going for him? Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Yeah, and that's really the only thing he's got going for it. I Shazam was fun. I it was cute. I you know what the best way to describe Shazam is if I had uh, a teenager, like a, you know, 11, 12, 13 year old, I would, they would love that movie and I would love watching that movie with my kid. Okay. But as a fan, it, it just was a little bit too tongue in cheek. And I don't know, it'd be interesting to see where they go. And now with that whole thing opening up, I'd be very curious to see if there are some Henry Cavill Superman talks that cross okay. over in those movies. Right, because is it, Shazam Two is following suit right after that. Is did right. you hear also that basically Superman's going to be cameos moving forward, but not necessarily yes. like a full on movie? I, I heard a rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. That no, you're you're not off on that. That's exactly what that was around the time Shazam was shooting, and talks about Man of Steel Two. Um, Cavill's camp was really pushing Warner Brothers to do this thing because all they were using Superman for was a cameo. He was a cameo in Justice League. He was going to be a cameo in Shazam. He was just basically there to like boot the franchise up, and he was pissed about it. He wanted to do another film, um, and so he he declined to do any sort of shoots for Shazam. He's had a bigger role in that. And if you've ever watched the film, Superman does have a cameo from the neck down at the very end of the film. So it's interesting now that there's a little bit more of an energy kind of pushback into that franchise with the Snyder Cut to see what happens if Warner Brothers is going to be more dedicated to making maybe a Man of Steel 2 or reinvest into Cavill Superman. So it'll be very, very interesting. Well, I also heard, too, that, like, the problem with that is based on the contract that he had with Warner Brothers is that they basically tied him up from doing anything else. Like, he couldn't do any other projects because it was like, well, we might need you, but we don't know, but you can't do anything else. And he was, like, fucking, like, he was getting really pissed. So eventually I think he got out of it and he ended up doing The Witcher. And because he's basically like tied down contractually because it's he didn't really know they were kind of like strict. That's what I've again, I've heard this. So um, it sounds like that tracks, you know, (laughs) Slotty says to to that point. Yeah. Slotty says, hear me out. Drop Superman. Subtly replace him with Geralt of Rivia. 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 Doug, 
Thank you. And suddenly replace him with Geralt of Rivia. Best of both worlds. <laughs> All of a sudden he just comes in. He's just got his two swords. He's like, hello, Batman. <laughs> he's somehow he's got a more gravelly voice than Batman. Right. He's like drinking potions. He's like, I will slay the abomination. <laughs> Doug, if you, if you scroll through that list, is there anything else that's interesting? Because I know we've got the Flash, Aquaman 2. They're going to make a spin-off horror movie based off of that one scene called The Trench yeah. from Aquaman. They've Bat- got Batgirl, Green Lantern Corps. Anything New else gods. on that list as you, as you go past that that's interesting? Blackhawk. I don't even know what some of the stuff is. Uh, untitled Jared Leto Joker movie. Untitled Harley Quinn movie. Supergirl. Nightwing. Justice League Dark. They've been talking about that forever. I think a lot of this stuff is also um, tough. Because, you know, COVID has just put such a pause on everything. Yeah. Uh, Slotty says, uh, <laughs> Geralt's only lines would be fuck and because uh, that's what he does all the time in the show. <laughs> Blue Beetle. Who the hell is that? Plastic Man? Yeah. What the fuck? I'm all about some Plastic Man. Now, Deathstroke would be cool. I love me some Deathstroke. That's a really cool character. Actually doing that character with Ben Affleck's Batman for a long yeah. time. That was supposed to be... And actually, I would be on board for that. I like, I really like Deathstroke. Lobo, I don't know that guy too well. Cyborg, just put that guy out of his misery. That poor fuck. God, that was awful. Poor man's Iron <laughs> yeah. Man. Jervis says so they, they need the DC animated team to write the live action stuff. Because I, I would say DC's animated sh- movies and things are unrivaled. Unrivaled. Amazing. They're so good. I mean, yeah. I, Jared said that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Jared, I'm with you. I, I, they're, they're, they're so entertaining, and they hold true to a lot of those storylines. And we've talked about this on previous podcasts. If Warner Brothers wanted a slam dunk, pick, pick a card, man. Pick whatever DC animated film they've done right, and just do a live action. Disney's making a shit ton of money off that. Just do a fucking live action movie off of the one thing you've already done. That's right. It. You can make a ton of money. Red Sun. Right. Oh, dude, Red Sun. How fucking cool would that be? I'd love yeah, that. Yeah, it's insane. It's such uh, a good Doomsday movie. Clock. Fucking do all that shit. Anyway. Oh. I get fired the Doomsday up. Clock one would be fucking awesome. Flash- I know you recently got into that, Bobby. Flashpoint yeah. Paradox. Yeah. Like, yeah. that one. Interesting. There's just, there's so many great stories. Again. The Dark go- Tower. Oh, dude, I wish they'd Sorry, do a good I, Dark Tower. <laughs> I really wish That's they'd deep. do a good... I wish they'd do a better one. It's tough. You know, what is it? What is it about watching something you're so into fail? Like because you're, you're too tied to it, man. You're too close to it. You're too close to it. And you can't separate yourself from your expectation to what they did. Because it's like recently I, I tried to watch lock and key and I was promoting that show before it came out and I, I yeah. couldn't finish it. I had to stop. Like I was just like, the comic is so fucking good. And then I watched it. I was like, this is not right. Like, and it doesn't have to follow it exactly, but God damn it. Like, what are you doing from the casting to everything? It just, it didn't feel right at all. I was like, God damn travesty. I was like, I can't, I can't finish this. It's so bad. And then you got things like umbrella Academy where the source material, in my opinion is dog shit, but the show is great. <laughs> I'm like, okay. As soon as the show is over, I'm like, I'm going to go check out the the comic. I was like, this is not good. 
at all. A few times that you were disappointed in the source material. No, the source material was awful compared to the show. I was like, what the fuck? I've still only made it halfway through that show. For some reason, it was, I had to push myself to get through that show. It's a slow burn. It's a, Yeah, it is. It's a slow burn. Yeah, Waterspeed says, Doug, at least you're still not defending it. Yeah, I'm not defending Lock and Key, man. Like, it yeah. is, it's not good at all. Yeah. And it's disappointing, to say the least. Um, I remember when it first came out, you drew, I think, had like said something negative about it. You're like, come on, man. How yeah. do you feel that way? He's like, it's very like, Harry Potter. I'm like, it's a cut. slowly <laughs> releases like, ah, oh, fine. And then I was like watching it. I'm like, nope, this casting is off way off. The acting is oh. not good. And cause that's the thing too. Like if, if casting is casting can be surprising, right? Like I wasn't against Ben, Ben Affleck playing, Batman like I I was like yeah. cool show me show me what you can do you know say again yeah. I uh, try to defend Jesse Eisenberg I'm like show me what you can do right. um and in some way Ben Affleck's Batman is actually not bad in a sense of he's playing a grumpy Batman who's seen so much shit you know what I mean yeah. Look, I, I liked him better in Batman if he's Superman right. than in Justice League because in Justice League he was a cartoon character um, who shot a gun. He had a gun at the end that looked so cheap and he was just like standing on a ledge shooting shit. I'm like, this is an alien gun, Doug. Come on. Wow, he disarmed him. I was like, what the fuck is... Because that's always the joke, right? What's Batman going to do? And they completely right. showcased it like, well, what can he do in the middle of this? He's like, pew, 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 pew. It's just, it was the worst. It was the <laughs> goddamn worst. a good shot for not trying to kill anybody in real life. You know what I mean? It's just... <laughs> what, un- you got an armory down there? You just practice just in case shit goes wrong right. he should because that's the thing is he like, doesn't practice head shots he practices like arm and leg shots because well, that's the all thing is and and, and, and and rob you know this too like batman is prepared like that's what he's known for he's known for his contingency plans like right i read some uh, recent batman comics you know a couple of years ago and there was one where he was fighting the justice league and he was winning because he had everything 100 percent planned for because somehow they all turned against him. They're being mind controlled or whatever. But like he had the flash. He, he knew exactly how to take down the flash. He knew how to take down Superman. He knew how to take down Wonder Woman. Like he had it all planned out because he's fucking smart. And that's the kind of shit that was obviously missing from all this is this, he didn't have a contingency, you know, like it's, it's right. going to be interesting about Pattinson's Batman. Cause he's supposed to be more of a detective. So it'll be really interesting to see how he plays that role. Right? Cause we really haven't exactly. seen that yet. We haven't really no. seen, um, a, a Batman being, det- we've seen elements of it, right? He's on a computer. He's looking at a microfiche. He's, you know. Well, like d- Nolan's Batman kind of did that. Yeah, he's pulling fingerprints, but you yeah. didn't really get it a whole lot. So it'd be curious to see, because that's always the things when I read the comics, I'm like, fuck, I mean, this guy's really goddamn smart. He's Which the is, well, they, detective. Yeah, right? They said uh, they said that this one, Pattinson, was going to be more of like a noir type film like a thriller uh, mm-hmm. detective kind of yeah so i if they go that kind of like dark misty kind of i think it's gonna look really fucking cool well it also seems like and there's they, a lot of villains in this too like yeah i'm worried about that i mean yeah the batman that has three villains or more has always failed yeah because there's there's catwoman there's penguin there's the riddler and yeah that's it i, I think, think the, i think that's it and then yeah. Peter Sarsgaard's a mystery character who may or may not be playing Two Face. So, right. I don't know. I think they need to bring Bill Sarsgaard in, and he plays Pennywise. (laughs) 
And then Batman has to, then it, all he does, he just appears as a spider bat. Spider bat? Why is he a spider? Well, because he's a spider, right? Pennywise is his true form is like a little spider, <laughs> spidery crab thing. And that, I, no? I don't know where you're getting that from. It's so I've funny. I just, yeah, no? he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's kind of a spiderish character. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. I win. <laughs> I win. <laughs> I just poop ejaculated my moist missile. There you go. There you go. I really hate the way that I, I say that, but do you have the prices right tuba sets? Uh, I don't. I do have, <laughs> but I don't have the other one. He doesn't have bum, 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 bum. Uh, Slotty says, who wins in a fight, Tony Stark or Bruce Wayne? Oddly enough, we have done a throwdown with this. Um, have we? We have very early on. I do not remember who. I was like, I'm impressed you remember that. Yes. <laughs> I remember that because you and I took opposite stances because I was like, Tony Stark, because he's got far more technology. And I think you argued me out of it because you're like, Batman comes prepared. It's true. I think it would be Bruce Wayne. Because we would also say that Tony Stark wouldn't obviously have his armor, right? No. I oh, think yeah. Well, you said Tony Stark versus Bruce Wayne, not Batman versus Iron Man. So there's yeah. an interesting. If yeah. that's the case, Bruce Wayne, straight up Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going Batman either way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely think, uh, yeah. I was like, are we doing the throwdown right now? Is that what we're doing? Right. <laughs> Because if so, uh, cash in your I, points, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> What'd you say, Bob? Batman beats Superman, guys. Come on. Come on. That's true. It's, well, yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah. There's there's one more movie on this list that uh, I thought was really, really interesting. And it pit two people that I did not see coming uh, against each other. Um, the movie's called... The throwdown. Hey Rob. Yeah, hey Rob. Do you like that song? Do you like that song, Rob? It's so hot. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Rob wrote that song and he recorded that it. Is. Rob wrote our throwdown song. Yes. Thank hey, you, Rob. Hey, cue it, up, cue it up again, will you? The throwdown. It's just too much rock, man. <laughs> you can't handle it. It's too much rock. <laughs> Ah. It's so much rock that I just poop ejaculated my magic missile. <laughs> I just poop ejaculated my moist missile. Oops, my mo- moist, moist missile. missile. God, that ah, is a tongue is, twister. Why is it gotta be a moist missile? Be on me, Daddy. <laughs> Are you sad you said that? <laughs> be on me, Daddy. <laughs> I pulled that thing myself, so. <laughs> so, no, I'm not. No. Ew, you pulled that thing yourself? I did. God, that looks so gross and mm. phallic. Yeah. They're, they're all flowing into each other. <laughs> yeah. All right. So <laughs> today's throwdown, uh, in honor of having Rob with us, I thought I wanted to do something that was very uh, um, very true to, to his history and what he likes. So we are going with <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Versus JCVD, Jean Claude Van Damme. I feel yeah, like I, I feel like it's got to be Jean Claude Van Damme, right? Well, shut it depends up. Depends on what medium we're talking about. Like, what's the in real life? Is it just like com- straight up fucking street fighting? 
Yes. In a ring. Street <laughs> fighting in a ring. Um, I mean, I'm going to go Sylvester Stallone, man. What? All right. Okay. Have you seen it, how beautiful he is? Okay, wait. Are, are we doing a, a, a runway? So what are we doing? Are we doing a, a, a swimsuit? So a swimsuit throwdown? Dude, Doug, he single handedly defeated the Cold War. Okay. I must break I you. Handle John Claude Van Damme. Have you not seen Rocky Four? You look at me like you've never seen Rocky Four. Doug, do we have to watch? Okay. Let's just for a moment assume that Stallone is a fictional character and not a real person. Look at what Jean-Claude Van Damme, who is now apparently a fictional person as well. Let's look at the things that they've done, you know, as far as like what they've accomplished. And if you're going to pull splits on two buses going at 60 miles an hour at the same time, shame on you. Okay, so are we talking about a particular Stallone character? Like, I'm confused at the parameters we're here. About, we're talking about, <clears throat> I will say, well, I guess we have to say this. Is it Rocky Four era Stallone where he was at his most jacked and had been legitimately studying boxing for four full movies? Or, are, uh, and uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme of the same era where he was at his prime, like Time Cop, uh, uh, was that his prime? I think so, right? <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know if it's I time cop. Was I was like, probably Bloodsport. Blood <laughs> Done. Have you seen him in Time Cop? I have. He does a great okay. job in jeans, let me tell you. So we so we go we go Rocky for era Stallone and uh, Bloodsport era uh, JCVD. Uh, or are we doing present day both of them? Oh, I want to see both. <laughs> two old dudes fucking like still really ripped as shit both of those guys are ripped to fuck they but- really are now here's the thing though Jean-Claude Van Damme famously got put on his ass by a random bouncer at a random nightclub because he was getting in his face now I highly doubt that he's going to be able to take on a fully ripped fully realized Stallone mid Rocky training and like ready to fucking go. I just I'm don't think, alone, I man. think he's, I, I think JCVD is all, uh, it, he's, it's all glamor muscles. Sure. He has a black belt and he can do high kicks and the splits, but can he really fight? I feel like Stallone can fight. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they call them beach muscles. Van Damme's got them beach muscles. He looked pretty on a beach. But I guess know. I was under the impression that and Van Damme. Like an idiot. <laughs> he don't talk like we do. I was under the impression that Van Damme actually had some sort of like combat like skills. Like he has he has a belt in a martial art. Yes. Which, uh, we don't know which one. I'm sure Google could tell us. We could look at while you're looking that up. Uh, <clears throat> let me pop back here. Um so Slotty says Stallone all damn day. He also said, if My you man. take the scope of all their characters, Rambo runs the damn table. Uh, <laughs> Sir Loin said Bloodsport, duh, uh, to my mistake. Um, Universal Soldier, I feel like I was four, says Water Speech. Uh, Slotty says that began, uh, that Belgian waffle would crumble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here in his black and belt. Water speech says, I thought he trained like Stallone. Maybe he does. I don't know. 
He has his black belt in karate, which is unfortunate because that's like it because it's every fourth grader does the same thing. Um, he started lifting weights to improve his physique, which eventually led to a Mr. Belgium bodybuilding title. Um, Good for him, he took up ballet for five years. Um, Nimber, and he also took up taekwondo and muay thai. Mm. So, all right, wait, why did <laughs> why, all right? Hold on. Why, why did Bruce got, Lee show up You got up stats on Stallone? Uh, no. Uh, okay. <laughs> Hold on, let me do this too. How tall is Sylvester? He's 5'10". He's my height. And then how tall is Jean-Claude Five, Van Damme? Jean-Claude Van Damme is 5'10 as well. All right. So they're... I'm gonna guess they both have the same uh, the same wingspan. wingspan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me to separate my love for Stallone and think that he could fail at anything. He was baptized Catholic. That's that's He's, something. Stallone. Yeah. Or, Stallone. Okay. He's got that going for him. Which um, is nice. I, I don't know. Like, I don't see anything like straight with combat. Slotty, I mean, Slotty goes. I'll give him points for being Guile from Street Fighter. Oh, don't. However, he mostly got owned by uh, Raul Julia. Ra- Raul Julia, yeah. Oh man, that was a that's a movie. I forgot about that movie. That a movie, Again, that's that a movie, movie that exists. Alone, I feel like that gives it to that movie alone gives it to Stallone. What? What about Over the Top? What about Over the well, Top? Thank you, Doug. Right. He thank basically you. ripped someone's arm off. <laughs> no, he didn't. He pimped sure. his son out in an arcade. To like right. arm wrestle with stranger kids, like what the yeah, hell? Right. Well, he had to pay off his truck, dude. <laughs> you gotta pay off your truck. Those eighteen wheelers kids. don't come cheap, Doug. Goddamn right oh, they man. don't. Abby um, thinks I'm getting mad. She's coming over with her ears pinned down because <laughs> I'm yelling. She's like, "Who you want me to kill, Daddy? Who are we? Who are we killing? JCVD. That's who." <laughs> I don't know, so man. Doug, Doug, you gotta. Where where do you stand on this? I'm still gonna go with John Claude Van Damme because he has a black belt and something. He got trained somewhere, you know. He could use his feet along with, you know, and uh, it'd be. I, I think it'd be interesting because I think Stallone is trained hard. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I gotta. I think I'm sticking too, with Jean Claude. I don't know if Jean Claude Van Damme has ever really been hit, like because he's that the, fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go okay. with that. Sure, okay. that's what it is. Because he's yeah. in the Matrix. <laughs> uh, no, he's. I think because Stallone, there's a very well-known uh, ritual on set where that every every Rocky movie, everyone who who boxes has to get tagged, and so like he's taken hits from actual boxers. He's taken hits. Uh, so congrats! It, he Kyle, creates a bullying uh, atmosphere. That's awesome. Right. So he's the tough guy. So, uh, so I think uh, at one of one of the uh, one of the movies, he actually I think he got knocked out and actually put in the hospital for a couple of days because he got hit so hard. So so he's so good. Of, yeah. So he's good at getting so he, hit is what you're saying. So he can, I'm saying he can take a licking and keep on ticking. I'm campaigning here. Do you see how I'm doing this? He can take a hit and go to the hospital and suffer more CTE damage he and therefore make poor decisions. Shit. <laughs> I just poop ejaculated my moist missile. That was actually Stallone saying that. Did you know that? <laughs> I just poop ejaculated my moist When they asked him, hey, how's everything going? He said that. And they're like, uh, can you elaborate? And he's like, oh, I boy. will haunt your butt. 
Who's the president? Be on me, Daddy. <laughs> Actually, that works perfectly for today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with Jean-Claude Van Damme. He has some martial arts training. Um, he obviously knows how to train. He won a, a bodybuilding championship. Um, I think he would win. I think he would win. I got to go with Stallone. He uh, he was in the Brisk commercial in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brisk, baby. <laughs> brisk, baby. <laughs> that alone, I got to give him. <laughs> he stays well hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> with tea <laughs> with tea uh real quick as we're wrapping this up and we're figuring out who it is i want people in the uh in the chat right now on twitch just give us real quick one word who is uh who is it well you know who um, slotty says so slotty right. says but i want to hear from the other people who are watching right. here too. fair enough uh we'll get a consensus because right now if it's rob and i i got to give it to stallone too stallone. just because Again, man, he's uh, he's one tough motherfucker. He, he Rambo. He was, uh, you know, Rocky. He was. Those aren't things. real people. <laughs> yeah. But Water speech goes. Do you guys remember when JCVD got busted for trying to pick up under underaged women in his limo and MTV during spring bake in the 90s? 90s classic villain. Doesn't mean he won't win a fight versus Stallone. <laughs> Not if he's in handcuffs. Slight <laughs> <laughs> major point right there. <laughs> All right, so I think we got to go. Consensus. If we're going Jackbox rules, audience favors you guys. So I'm saying Stallone for the win. It's Stallone for the win. Stallone for the win. <laughs> I love how the kids are involved. Oh, yeah. The kids get into it. Well, that was interesting. That was very fun. Uh, <laughs> Rob, thanks for coming back, man. It's always great uh, having you here. Time. I, I'm a pleasure. Thank you guys for, for having me on. I always love talking to you and dicking around. It's great stuff. Absolutely. Uh, even in handcuffs, he can kick super high. <laughs> Does he have ankle cuffs on? I don't think so. <laughs> Thank you, Sirloin. Seagal, don't even bring Seagal up. I don't want to hear about Seagal. Seagal would kill everybody. Here's, the, here's the thing. I had another throwdown loaded up with Seagal involved, and we're going to save that now. We'll save that one. Put that we'll one wait till Milos comes back on, because he is a huge Seagal fan. We need, definitely need all to I'm have him say, back on. All I'm going to say with Seagal is that's C4. I know what it smells like. I know what it blows like. <laughs> Jesus. That's a that's a line. That is that something. Is real line. That is something. Uh, <laughs> Rob, uh, as we start wrapping up things here, uh, is there anything you'd recommend? Uh, is there anything you got going on that you want to promote? Uh, is, how can people find you on social media? It, the, the floor is yours. Well, uh, I definitely recommend. Uh, my wife and I blew through the Amazon Prime show Bosch, which is a really great detective show shot in L.A., Six seasons. Titus Welliver is amazing. Um, they're actually uh, they're detective books, and they've uh, adopted it for TV. Very enjoyable, very digestible. Recommend that. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Bob Bob Forty One. Um, I run around the city taking photos of the city. Right now, I run around taking photos of my kids shitting. So you can see that there too. Uh, not much of these days going on. What's up? <laughs> You're getting the nipple. That's all you're getting. <laughs> no, that's what your baby's getting, right? <laughs> Legit. That's all. Uh, watch out for those two East, two East Ace films that are being dropped. So I'm doing some score production for that. Uh, I'm so excited about working with those guys. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. Justin, what you got? Uh, I will recommend uh, the Taika Watiti film Boy. Uh, I think it was his second feature film. Uh 
really good. Um, you got to get, it's a little more raw. You kind of got to get past the, the fact that it's not a super polished, uh, you know, major Hollywood motion picture, uh, but it is a really good story and watch it with subtitles because it's all news, very, very thick New Zealand accents, uh, mm. but it's really good. So I would highly recommend that one. Nice. Dougie, what do you um, got? I just picked up a, a game on Steam today. It's eight bucks. It's called Mini Healer. And it's looks like a 16-bit game or an 8-bit game. And the whole point of it is that you play the healer in this group and you're trying to fight monsters in a dungeon and you just have to try and heal and keep them alive. And it's surprisingly a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed it. I played it for a little bit today. Natalie woke up from her nap and she came in. She's like, oh, dad, is this a new game? I'm like, yeah, come help me. She sat on my lap and she watched me uh, fight these monsters. And then she, the best thing about my daughter is she will tell you truth but out of context. So not knowing the context, she goes down and goes, mom, dad was playing a game. He fought the girl with the weird claws and he lost and dad was sad, but then he went back and he got a sword and then he, he was able to beat her and we won. And Jill's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, it's all true, but without context, it's my daughter and I love her. Um, so I recommend it. Mini healer. Uh, it's on steam. Now it's eight bucks. It's it's a it's a steal and it's super fun. So highly recommend that. So, woo! So that being said, gang, uh, just a reminder: Saturday nights video game live stream. Come check out this Saturday. Uh, Justin is going to be heading back into the dungeon uh, for the mm-hmm. second adventure of Dungeons and Dragons: The Fantasy Board Game. Come check out that that out 8 p.m. Central Time. Also, don't forget to follow MindGap on all social medias. At Mind Gap Podcast. Check out our YouTube channel uh, for all of our highlights and our episodes that are posted there as well. And uh, thank you to everyone uh, to Water Speech for subscribing and also for the bits and also to an anonymous cheer for dropping us 100 bits. Uh, very, very kind. We appreciate the support. And don't forget to check out our merch store as well. And Justin can also be found in the digital realm of our universe. That's right. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts, wherever you can find and consume the podcast. Rate us, review us, like us, share us around. The big one is sharing. Uh, If you hear an episode that you like, just copy the URL, paste it in any of your social medias and say, hey, everyone, go check this out because these are funny guys and they need to be heard. Maybe. I don't know. If you don't, then fuck off. Uh, Also, uh, 2east8th.com slash mindgap. And uh, just keep an eye on all 2east8th stuff. Uh, Like Rob said, he scored some, uh, some music for a couple of films that we did. Because of the Corona thing and there, it, it has been a comedy of errors trying to get these things out. We keep hitting roadblocks. They are coming before those films come out. We are working with our friend, Adam Smeestad, who we've had on this podcast and his uh, company, Smoose Entertainment. And we're doing a quarantine uh, uh, web series that should be, we're meeting with our actors for the second time this week. We've got scripts done. We're going to be shooting that and that should be fun. Those will probably come out before the film. So keep an eye on our social medias for that. Fantastic. Um, Guys, thank you again for having me on. No. Love the show. Love talking. The honor is our Rob. And thank you you. for providing your insights on behalf of all DC fans and the known time and eventual and unknown universes. We appreciate you. Five of those six times. (laughs) 
Um, thank you so much for, for hanging out with us. This is, this is super great. And I just want to say, uh, Justin, thank you. Douglas. Thank you. Uh, Twitch. Thank you. Listeners. Thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.